Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome to the Keeping It 100 radio segment, Empowered Voices. I'm Valeria Garcia, certified health coach, type 1 diabetic, women's wellness coach and mentor inside Needles and Spoons, and alumni of our signature program, Keeping It 100. Inside this segment, I hold space and interview individuals, leaders, and supporters from the T1D community to share their story, journey, experiences, and wisdom to empower, inspire, and share their light. To find these conversations live, join us inside the T1D Judgment-Free Zone Facebook group. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Empowered Voices. I am Val, and today we are going to be talking about some mental health, diabetes, diabetes burnout, the heavy sides of diabetes that are 100% normal and common and a natural part of our relationship and our management and our relationship with the cycle of the ebb and flow of what we feel, honestly, minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day, season to season, um, as someone who lives with diabetes. And if you haven't been able to join an episode of Empowered Voices, I'll let you know a little bit about who I am and who I am inside of Needles and Spoons. So I was a past client of our signature program, Keeping It 100, and now I am the woman's wellness coach inside of our programs. So I talk a lot about managing diabetes while also supporting the ebb and flow and different cycles and phases that we go through as people who menstruate. And I love talking about it. And I'm so honored to be able to connect with so many women in this space. Um, And I also love being a part of these Empowered Voices episodes. Um, So today I'm going to jump right in and we're going to talk all about, yeah, diabetes and how we manage that and navigate some of the burnout that comes up, the overwhelm. um, And in spirit of May, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So perfect time to talk about it. Um, And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So first off, uh, just want to talk about, or like the elephant in the room. I think a lot of times with mental health, it feels like a lot of taboo. Um, And sometimes in our cultures and our families and the communities that we're in, it's not normal to talk about mental health. Um, So creating spaces for ourselves that feel good to talk about it is so important. Um, But yeah, diabetes burnout is super, super common and understandable experience for many of us living with diabetes. And honestly, burnout can look so different for everyone and how long it lasts can look different, right? The experience of it is very different and can evolve and change. So sometimes burnout can feel like a day or it lasts only a day. And then sometimes it can last for a couple of months or a whole season where we're really feeling burnout. And it looks different for all of us, right? The way that we experience this exhaustion or overwhelm looks different. Um, But really that feeling of exhaustion, overwhelmed by just like the daily demands of diabetes management, right? Like checking our blood sugars constantly, carb counting for every snack, every meal, every bite that we're taking, administering insulin and however that looks like. And then feeling, you know, burnout can really feel or that exhaustion can really just feel like this hopelessness that this 
never ending nature of ebb and flow is constantly happening and we're constantly like working at it and kind of zooming in at it. Um, but yeah, diabetes, you know, when we get to that point, the diabetes burnout can really be so different for all of us. It could just be that we're neglecting like the normal day-to-day management tasks, like skipping insulin doses or forgetting to check our blood sugar levels. Um, or just feeling like the efforts we're giving aren't worth it. So, you know, this can look different, right? If you're a young adult in college, it can be that, you know, you're not checking in on blood sugars during exams or before exams, or maybe you're not changing your sights. What I, I mean, it could look different for all of us, right? But the biggest part with, you know, being able to pinpoint or know when you're in this is the most important part, right? Is to have that awareness of when am I getting close or am I currently in a state of burnout and overwhelm? And what am I going to do for myself right now where I'm meeting my body where it's at, but still showing up for my management in a way that feels good with the energy that I have to give it. Um, So today in this episode, we're just going to dive deep and discuss three of the strategies that we often talk about One with our clients and also ones that I practice in my own management when I feel the heavier sides of diabetes coming up. And the first one's going to be just caring for our needs. Uh, The second one will be learning or just figuring out how to tune out some of the noise by taking breaks and however that can look like. And then choosing a minimum viable commitment or the lowest hanging fruit or something that we can commit to, but is also meeting us where we're at. So, you know, a lot of times with our clients, this is like a natural thing that comes up, right? Like I feel burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. Like I need a break. How do I actually realistically create this for myself or what can that look like so that I'm still able to show up for myself? And the biggest thing that we say, and we say it often is that really there's definitely times to zoom in during our management. And there's also times to zoom out. So in that comparison of zooming in, zooming in is like, okay, this is a time where I'm trying to tighten my range. I'm looking at my basal rates and I'm shifting things. I'm shifting my insulin to carb ratios. I'm shifting my correction factor. Like these are things that I'm focusing on. So I'm zoomed in. I'm looking at the data. I'm looking at the patterns. I'm identifying things that need to be shifted. And that's a lot of energy, right? So that's a time of zooming in. So when we're feeling burnt out and overwhelmed, it does not feel good to zoom in like that, right? It just kind of feeds that fire that's already burning us down. Um, And so on the other side of that, we say sometimes there's those times to recognize when zooming out is going to be our best friend or pretty much like our best bet during that time. And zooming out is going to be what we're going to talk about here is being able to, instead of looking so deeply into these numbers, looking at things we were trying to improve or work on. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's always like a time and place. So zooming out is more so focusing on how can we alleviate some of that pressure and choose things that we have the energy for. So the first one we're going to chat through is caring for your needs. So that's our first one. So caring for your needs or caring for our needs looks so different, right? It's very individualized. Um, because diabetes management can be overwhelming, especially during times of that burnout. So it's important to just prioritize self-care and then 
seek support from loved ones, our providers, our diabetes support groups, our diabetes community. And that's often what we hear, right? Self-care. But what does it actually look like to have self-care? Um, the biggest way I look at this is self-care is truly anything that brings nourishment to your whole self. When I say whole self, I'm talking about mind, body, soul. So how can I take care of these three big areas? Because they play a huge part in our management. Um, and, you know, this can look like getting enough sleep, putting focus on eating foods that make you feel good, spending time in the sun or outside, practicing mindfulness, creating pockets of pausing during your day or pockets of you time, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour where it's just for you to enjoy something that you love to do. Um, and my biggest tip for this is always to choose one thing and add it into your day. Um, those are small things we can do, right? For self-care is like, what are things that can nourish me right now? For me personally, I like to completely step out of like my normal day-to-day -to, -day to really give myself that deep, nourishing self-care. So whenever I'm feeling burnt out or starting to feel that burnout is getting close, I'm starting to feel the exhaustion, the overwhelm, feeling like I need like that diabetes break, <coughs> excuse me. This is when I like to personally, I take the day off of work and I get in my car and I drive somewhere to be outside. So that's like hiking with my husband, going on a long walk somewhere, taking a day trip to somewhere new, something that completely like removes me from what's feeling heavy in my day to day. I know that we don't always all have that option in our schedules, but there's ways to make this in a smaller scale and realistic scale, right? Whether it's like taking the afternoon off, blocking off an hour in your calendar at work so you don't have any meetings during that time. And that's more, mostly a time for you to just do what you got to do, whether that's close your eyes for that hour, step outside, walk your dog, anything like that. And, you know, with self-care, a lot of times we've been taught to like restrict from this, that like if we are giving too much self-care or taking too many breaks or resting. It's like, we're not doing enough or we're not doing what we're supposed to do, but this is a big part of what our body needs. And so being able to give yourself that permission is kind of the first step. So self-care, number one. Number two, um, turning down or like tuning out some of the noise or stimulation and this can look like so many things, right? Because so many things can be causing the overwhelm. It could be like physically or like hearing the alerts on your Dexcom. It can be overstimulation with just seeing numbers all day. It can be so many, so many things. So for me, or one of our favorite options to share for how to kind of turn down that stimulation or tune out some of that noise that can be causing the burnout or overwhelm is by physically taking a break from blood sugar alerts by like widening your time and range. So we have control of that, right? All day. So we have areas where we obviously feel most comfortable in our range, but there's ways to use the tools that we have, but also create space um, to alleviate some of that triggering or stimulating noise. So you know, the continuous blood sugar monitoring can be super exhausting, overwhelming, especially when you're already feeling that burnout feeling. Um, so yeah, widening your target range to a place that you feel comfortable 
you can always talk about this with your healthcare provider of like, hey, sometimes when I feel overwhelmed, how do I take a step back from these constant alerts and allow more flexibility in my management and my headspace? Um, and yeah, you know, creating or widening this range, it can literally be for 10 minutes. It can be for an hour. It can be for two days. It can be during a trip that you're on. There's so many ways that you can do this and still be monitoring, but allow that space of overwhelm to creep in. Um, yeah. So this is one of our favorite tips and one of my favorite tips to just alleviate some of that noise and pressure. It's my go-to to give myself that room to breathe and let the numbers do what they're going to do without getting so triggered. Um, and then moving into point three. So often we talk with our clients and also with ourselves is choosing a minimal minimum viable commitment, AKA the lowest hanging fruit. So what is the minimum commitment that you can give yourself when you're feeling this heaviness, when you're feeling this overwhelm, when you're feeling this exhaustion? So the picture I often like to paint when we're chatting with our clients is on those days that you're feeling so burnt out, I picture, you know, me or anyone just like sitting at the bottom of this giant tree. And when you look up at this giant tree inside of the tree, there's so many different fruits. And these different fruits represent all the things that quote unquote, we could be doing for our management, right? So there's uh, basal rate testing, carb counting, um, moving our body, hydrating. There's all these different things in the tree. And when you're feeling burnt out and you're sitting at the bottom of the tree, it doesn't feel good to feel to go and grab and reach for every single apple, right? That's so overwhelming and puts so much focus in so many areas that it feeds that fire of overwhelm. So when we say the minimum viable, viable commitment or the lowest hanging fruit, it can mean choosing one, maybe two of those fruits on the tree that are going to be supportive for your body, but still meet yourself where you're at. So you know, choosing that minimum viable commitment can be choosing the one or two that are doable for you to show up for yourself. And that can be checking your blood sugar twice a day and leaving it at that. Taking a short walk one time in the day, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes, um, or even just focusing on hydrating or, you know, giving yourself insulin that day around mealtime, whether it's before, during, or after the meal, but just giving yourself some insulin so your body can move and adjust to the foods that you're eating or the stress that you're experiencing, right? So this isn't a time to be like, I'm going to pre-bolus for every single meal and I'm going to carb count so perfectly because all of that puts so much pressure and we're already feeling heavy. So looking at what are those minimum commitments that I can make for myself on days that feel heavy and having that game plan before you even get there can feel really good. So for me personally, whenever, well, my go-to ones that I always know. So if I'm having a heavier diabetes morning or diabetes week, whatever it is, my go-tos are, okay, I can't do it all, but I can focus on drinking water. And I'm going to put a lemon in that water because I like that. And that makes me feel good. Um, this is when, you know, I say, hey, I'm not going to carb count perfect for these meals, but maybe for dinner time I'll carb count. But for the rest of the time, I'm just going to do the best that I can, whether that's guessing a bit or, you know, even looking up a recipe really quick, even if it's not exact, but at least I have a reference point. 
So bringing down that pressure and we can always create those spaces for ourselves in different time windows, right? So this is something that, you know, as you begin to feel better, you can gradually increase your commitments and set, you know, new goals for the new energy that you're having as you're coming out of maybe feeling overwhelmed or burnt out. So again, you know, zooming in time and place, zooming out time and place and having that game plan for when that comes or before it comes can really make us feel the best in those moments. So we're not scrambling as what to do or what to focus on. And we can really just focus on those one to two things or those one to two things that give ourselves the love and nourishment that we're needing in those moments. So, you know, diabetes burnout again is super common and it's super understandable experience for all of us, but it's also super important that we take care of ourselves and our blood sugar management during that same time. So creating that game plan of what works for you and what's realistic in your life. And, you know, the different strategies like caring for your needs, taking a break from the constant alerts or widening your target range, choosing that minimum viable commitment can all help you navigate burnout. So you feel more control in your diabetes management, no matter what happens. Right. Um, So, and also, you know, just remember that it's also okay to ask for help and seek for support from loved ones, healthcare providers, whatever that may be. And like I said earlier in this episode, there are often taboos around talking about our mental health or talking about the headspaces that we may be in as we're also navigating the normal things of life and the normal things that happen with diabetes. So, you know, that is normal and it's a very normal experience, but having the game plan, having that one person you feel comfortable to talk to, all of that's going to feel really good. And something I forgot to mention in here is also finding those people that you can delegate some of that heaviness to, or delegate tasks that will alleviate some of the heaviness that you're experiencing. So what this looks like, um, and some of our clients have tried this too, is if you have a partner or a friend or someone that you live with, they can help with some of the smaller tasks, right? Like every time you guys go out having delegating the task of like, can you always bring two juice boxes and maybe a protein bar so that I know if I forget one on the way out or we get to the restaurant, something happens, like I can count on you to have that for me. And that makes me feel super supported and it alleviates some of the overwhelm that I'm feeling. So that's like a perfect example of how can I delegate things to someone in my circle so that it can alleviate some of that. So get creative with what this looks like. Highly recommend uh, creating a little plan for yourself um, and yeah, creating the spaces that feel good for you to talk about it. We're always here to talk about it. If you have questions, if you want more examples of what these can really look like in your day-to-day, please let us know. And yeah, this is a perfect example of something that we chat through inside of our Keeping It 100 program with our clients because we know that you're not alone in feeling these feelings. So if you want to learn more about Keeping It 100 and some of the conversations that we're having inside the program, please check out the link. And thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And remember, it's a mental health awareness month. 
and make sure to check in with your diet buddies and your friends, see how they're doing, see if they need your support and don't be afraid to reach out for support. All right. We'll talk with you soon.